Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I am your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. Today is May 9th, 2009, and it is a great day in Midtown Atlanta, Georgia. I am excited to be with you today. I'm so thankful to God for you, our listeners. And without you, I couldn't do the show. There'd be no reason for me to be here. So I'm so thankful that you tune in every week. And I'm so thankful that you download the podcast. And I'm so thankful that you tell your friends that we exist. Um, every week, I want to, you know, it's my goal to get better and better. So keep keep me updated. Keep me posted how you like the show, and and so we can keep improving the show and come up with better topics to uh, better suit your needs. Before we proceed any further, as always, I'd like to thank God again for this opportunity to be before you. And right now I turn this show over to his Holy Spirit. And I thank him for you know allowing us to have a great and awesome show and that we can be of, of use for each other. So without further ado, I'm going to go forward in the show. Today's show is going to be a little different. We have a... Um, I'm doing a different format today. We're going to we're going to have a relationship, a healthy relationship forum today, and I'm also bringing on a relationship doctor to help us um, to help provide solutions for some of the things that you know many of our uh, our fellow uh, citizens and fellow brothers and sisters are going through. But before we get started with that, I'm going to you know as each week we always give you a divine intervention and a presidential wisdom. So we're going to do that. Uh, today's divine intervention is a repeat, but it's something that goes well with what we're going to talk about today. Today's divine intervention comes from Jeremiah 20, verse, excuse me, chapter 29, verse 11, and it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Again, I'll repeat that. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. And this goes definitely hand-in-hand with what we're talking about today. A lot of people have accepted um, things not being right in their lives and just understand that that, that there's a better way and, and we're going to provide you some solutions today to, to have a better existence in your life, to live a much better life because your God-given, the, the life that God had, has planned for you is, is a life of abundance, a life of freedom, a life of, of joy, a life of happiness, and we're going to show you tools today to help you get to that expected end. And we're going to go forward again. Um, our presidential wisdom, as you know, each week I give you a presidential wisdom from our 44th president, uh, President Barack Obama. T- today's presidential wisdom states, change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek. Again, I'll repeat that. Change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time, we are the ones that we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek. For whatever it is that you may be going through, for whatever areas of your life that you, you, you want to improve on and just don't know how, understand that the change that you seek is inside of you. The things that you need are inside of you. And today, you know, we, although we're having a relationship forum, please understand that the, the, the tools that we're going to provide to you today, the tools that some of our, our listeners are going to you know, give you, are excuse me, some of our guests are going to give you are things that you can you can provide that will provide help across the board for any area of your life. So, you know, take on take the information as you need it today. And I know that today's show is going to be a mighty blessing to you. I know today's show is going to be a big help for you. So, I'm going to move forward again. Um, I, I I'm so thankful for you. Like I, I can't say that enough. I am so thankful for this opportunity because you don't have to be here. You don't have to listen to me. And you choose to listen to me every week, and you choose to listen to the podcast, and you choose to tell your friends, and this is awesome to me. So without any other way to say it, I am so thankful and I'm so honored to have you as my listener, and I want to keep this show moving in the right direction. So like I said, if you like something that you hear here and you want to see something different, contact me. I am open to to suggestion because I'm here to serve you. You can contact me at Miles W. Miller, that's M-Y-L-E-S, W-M-I-L-L-E-R at gmail.com. Again, my email address is mileswmiller at gmail.com. And you can send me show suggestions and just or just let me know that you know whether or not you like the show. It's, it's always good to get reinforcement or, or constructive criticism to know if we're moving in the right direction because, like I said, this show is for you. And in order for us to make it better, 
we have to hear from you. So contact me. Let me know how you like the show. Also today, uh, it's a major day for um, for one of my, uh, my my one of my favorite people. Uh, my little sister just graduated from Oglethorpe University. My sister Chelsea Green just graduated from Oglethorpe University today in a, with a degree in political science and international studies. And I am so honored and so proud of her. And I wanted to let her know. I know she she she'll hear the podcast later, so I'm I'm let, letting her know now. I'm so proud of you for for doing what you've done. I, I saw the struggle you had to get there, and it was it was a great great battle, and you you came out on top. God was with you. His hand was with you all the way. And I'm going to speak out now that I decree favor and blessings over your life the rest of the way. And I thank God for opening up doors of opportunity for you to be uh, just a great pillar in our society. And I'm so honored. And I want everybody to know that once you hear this, that anybody who decides to become the enemy of my sister has become the enemy of me too. So I'm just putting it out there. But, um, you know, in all in love, I, you know, I want you to know that I'm definitely, definitely proud of you and keep up the good work. So um, today also I want you all to, um, as, as I do every week, I, I really, 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 love offering you you know products that can help change your life and today again i offer you my book the power of conquering fear the power of conquering fear was a book i wrote um with as a blueprint for myself that if at any time i ever got confused about who i am or scared too scared to step out and do what i'm being called to do that i would have a blueprint that i have something that i could hold on to to get me back on track well these are some of the some of the steps outlined in this book are things that are used by some of, you know, today and yesteryear's um, great achievers. I have things there that, you know, people like Tom Brady uses or people like Henry Ford may have implemented, you know, people who accomplish great things. And I think that if you get this book and there's some things in your life that you're trying to accomplish, the power of conquering fear will help you overcome anything, that any obstacle that would get in the way to stop you from getting there. You can find this book at lulu.com slash mwmiller18 that's lulu.com slash mwmiller18 and that book is The Power of Conquering Fear and I know that book will be a major blessing to you not just because I wrote it but because I know in my heart that it's going to be a major blessing to you well people I am so excited today we have a, a great show planned for you today I'm doing a relationship a healthy relationship forum, and I've called in some some special guests from all around the, the country today to give us tips on how, how to have a healthy relationship. Uh, we have doctoral candidates, we have doctors, we have life coaches, we have uh, image stylists, image consultants, um, and just experts on how to live and have a healthy relationship, how to have healthy relationships. So. This is how the first part of the show is going to go. We're going to, I'm going to um, introduce the, the form participants, um, then I'm going to let them say hello to you. Our first participant is a, a doctoral candidate from the University of Southern California in um, public school finance. He's also a, just an all-around great individual. Um, this this man, this young man, is somebody who, you know, he's an expert in what he knows, and he's, he knows relationships. He also knows how to interact with people. And um, I'd like to introduce to the show first, Mr. Raymond Ivey. Mr. Ivey, are you there? Well, while we wait for for Ray, we're going to go to the next. We're going to go introduce the rest of the panelists. Um, our next panelist is also uh, a dynamic individual. She's a dynamic life coach from St. Louis, Missouri. She's an alum of the University of Michigan, and her areas of specialty include self-esteem and self-image. I want to um, welcome to our panelists, to our panel, Miss Natasha Allen. Natasha, are you there? Yes. Hello. Uh, How are you? Great. Great. Good. Our next panelist is an image consultant and stylist from Detroit, Michigan. She's um, a visionary and um, entrepreneur. Um, let's introduce Miss Leela Pitts to the show. Leela. Hello. Hi, Leela. How are you? Great, great. It's good to have you. Wonderful. You as well. And we have uh, Ray. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, 
Okay. So you um you 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 are like you guys are part of a dynamic group of individuals who are going to help the listeners with tips on how to create healthy relationships. Now, the reason why I'm going to tell you why I've assembled you guys here today, you all may not know or you may know that I actually have spoke at a relationship seminar or forum in, um, two weeks ago at Fort Valley State University. And while I was there, there were a lot of people there there were a lot of the, the the students there. They were hurting and they were they were, they were going through a lot of pain. They, they you got 18 year old girls who had just had committed themselves to a life with a person that not only is not committed back to them but doesn't love them the way they love them. And you you saw people hurt and you saw a lot of pain. And I, and I I'm seeing this happening with younger and younger people. And I wanted to you know provide this show today as a tool to help. So that's why you're here today. And that's why our, our our guest that's coming on later is here also. We, we're here to provide solutions to, you know, problems that people are facing. So one of the things I wanted to ask you as a panelist, and each of you take, you know, answer the question as as you see fit. What are some tools? What are, what's at least one tool that you can provide as a as a suggestion for a person who who may have been hurt in a previous relationship and is looking to, to move forward so they can be healthy for the next relationship. We'll start with you, Ray. Oh, oh well, okay. Um, it, it's probably the best thing that I've learned uh, over the course of being in relationships and getting in and out of love and then falling for new people is learning that uh, you're never the same person. Every right. person who comes to life, no matter what, is to teach you something. And sometimes we're, we're hard-headed and don't want to learn the lesson that they're trying to teach us which may be that they're not the person for us because we've changed to become a better person. Okay. Sometimes they've made us worse, and we need to learn that what we're doing in that relationship is moving us in a direction or is teaching us something that we must pick up on. We can't ignore it. It's real easy for us to see it when we look at other people's relationships. You can see it, your, your best friend, your, her boyfriend is cheating on her. We can say, He's just not good for you, but when you're in it, it's hard for us to make that change and recognize those things. But the biggest thing is is those of you all who've been hurt, um, you're not alone. Because often you feel alone when, you, when you've been hurt. But uh, the biggest thing to learn is um, to learn something from that situation. Learn from that person. Learn what you want in your next relationship. Because believe me, it's, it's coming. Yeah. Natasha? Um, I would actually have to agree with Ray, um, but I would add that I think the biggest thing that women, what we fail to do sometimes is learn how to love ourselves first. Learn what unconditional love is towards ourselves. Um, as women, we will give, 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 give. Um, unfortunately, we fail to turn back and say, how do I love myself? And a lot of women, we're not even taught how to love ourselves at a young age. Um, so my biggest, my biggest thing would say, I would say, would be to one, learn how to love yourself first. You can't love anyone else until you truly, truly know who you are, number one, and love yourself. Because as women, sometimes we'll get in relationships and we will either rise or fall according to the man that we're with. So you always want to maintain who you are, but that comes from one knowing who you are and truly loving who you are. Wow. Okay, Leela. Absolutely, I agree with both of them, um, both of you. Um, just loving yourself, like you said, and having that knowledge and understanding of who you are. You know, after going through a relationship and it's, it went sour, went bad, I would advise someone, which is. Um, the advice I'm giving, I also did this. You know, I began to find out who I was by going to the movies by myself, going out to the restaurants I would, des- would have desired someone else to take me to, myself, experiencing those things for myself on my own, learning what I like, learning what I enjoy, so I wouldn't be looking towards for someone else to make me happy, learning how to make yourself happy first. And so I, I just piggybacked off of them. Okay. So also... What, what would you say is a um, is, a, is a, a key to make sure that you don't go back down that same path? You know, a lot of people, when they get hurt, they, 
the only thing they know now is how to be hurt and how how to how to find people who will only permit, you know promote the things that they know. How do you how do you get you change your mind to accept you know going in a, a different direction? Leela. Okay. I would the first thing I thought about is you know having your mind transformed, you have to change your mind. You you have to get rid of the stinking thinking. You know, if you know you've been doing A, B and C and you've been getting, you know, the same results every time and they have not been good results, you need to change your mind, change, you know, the initial thought process. You know, if okay. you know that you like you've been getting beat by this certain type of guys or whatever or they've been using you, you need to um see why you're attracting those type of guys and what's making you desire to be with those type of guys in spite of, you know, your past with them and change your mind. You know, the Bible says, talks about, you know, being renewed, you know, by being tra- being transformed by the renewing of our mind and we can, you know, become something else. Our minds have to be changed in anything. You know, if I want to be a, a billionaire and I'm used to being a public assistant, you know, I have to get into my head that public assistance is not for me. You know, I have to change my mind. Yes. Yeah. Natasha? Um, my biggest thing is being honest with yourself. Um, a lot of times a lot of times we know, we honestly know someone is unhealthy for us, but we will sit and we will stay. Okay. And so being honest with yourself to say, you know what, this really isn't, this isn't good. Because you know it's not good. Right. So, you you you're honest with yourself and you pick yourself up and like Leela said, Romans twelve one and two, renew your mind. Words right. are very powerful, so speak speak over your life. But you have to be honest with yourself in order to really speak over your life and then walk into your destiny. Okay, and Ray, what what was your take on this? You, you know, my, you made a really good point, with, and I'm gonna go back to your quote that you quoted um, Barack Obama at the beginning yes, of the show. But it actually comes from Gandhi's the notion of uh, be the change you want to see in the world. And the idea is if you have no control over the world, you usually will do nothing. And in our relationships, sometimes we feel like we don't have control over changing that person because you honestly don't. But what you do have the power to do is be the partner you're looking for in someone else. Mm-hmm. You, and it go and co- coincides exactly with Natasha and uh, is it Layla? Layla said earlier. Layla, um, yes. Yeah. Layla, Layla, I'm sorry. Um, you have to change and realize yourself that if you're not better, you don't love yourself more, you, you don't know how to be happy on your own, how can you look for a partner who will recognize the good and the, the happiness and the joy that you possess if you can't recognize it in yourself? But lastly, and even more importantly, is the inverse of that. Your current relationship, you must recognize, is a direct reflection of the kind of personality and the belief systems that you already currently possess. So if you want something better, recognize before you ask your partner or the person you're trying to date or the individuals that you're attracting, recognize that you possess these traits that are attracting these people. If you want different, something different, you must do something different. You must change your... Your ideas, your 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 thought process, your 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 ways of doing things. Right. Um, I'm here. Ray, did we lose you? No, I I said go go ahead. I I don't I don't I didn't want to. I'm an outside Okay, no problem. Um. And people also understand this is live radio, so anything can happen. So you have to bear with us if something happens. We're gonna still go through with it, but uh, people, you know, uh, you know, panelists here. Um, one thing that I know, uh, and I've learned this, it, it, it's such a dynamic thought that somebody shared with me. Um, I spoke with somebody, um, a, a young lady at, at uh, my church, about a couple weeks ago, and she told me about purpose. It's not a matter of of being completely sold in love with somebody, but it's about being. About does this person fit the purpose for my life, and do I fit their purpose? What is your take on that? What do you think? Uh, purpose. How, what is the most? Is, is purpose that important of a role in a relationship, or does it? Is it really important to find somebody that looks good and has a nice car and all that stuff? You know, uh, we'll start with you, Natasha. I think purpose is extremely important, 
Um, if you don't know your purpose, if you're not walking in your purpose, then you will cling to anything that sounds good and looks good. So if you don't know it, then you will essentially, and I've had this happen, someone did not know their purpose. I am desperately trying to walk in mine. They rolled my coattail until the weights came too heavy for me to bear. Then right. I had to let them go. If you don't know your purpose, you will essentially ride someone's coattail. And if that person knows and that person is willing to walk into their destiny, they will let you go. But it's a matter of you knowing and being honest and walking in your purpose and doing it. Yes, yes. And, Leela, what is your take on this? I agree with everything that she said also, um, and with you as well, the whole purpose thing, I think that that's the most important thing because when you are in a relationship with somebody and you are a covenant partner with that person, it's not about looks. Looks are going to fade. It's about what is what is my purpose with this person. You know, what are we supposed to build? What are we supposed to be doing for the kingdom? Who are we supposed to be impacting? Does this person fit into that area of my life? It's not about looks at all. It's about purpose. And a lot of people miss it. They're making the choices based upon the the look, the outside, the superficial, when it's definitely about purpose, definitely. Okay. And, and Ray, what do you, what do you think? You, 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 I, I slightly disagree, but I, I think the Leela and Tasha have excellent points. Um, and I don't know if the word purpose is I think something grander than that is, is the most important thing for all relationships to work is to realize that you are an individual who is going to grow and change. There is no one who is the exact same as they were two minutes ago, let alone five years ago. And with creating a relationship that will sustain over time, it's realizing that um, you must be able to deal with the changes that the partner you're picking will go through. Right. And they're going to understand that this is a person worthy or willing to go through the changes with you. Uh, Miles knows me when I was 18, 19 years old. And you know, talk to me now. He knows that I'm not. I'm a totally different person. Right. Like now. The things right. I was looking for, the the kind of partner I would have dated, totally different. He, he, um, but at the same time, the the changes that I've gone through, like I don't believe that um, not everybody is, is able to get move with you in the change. If you're moving in a purposeful life, if you're going towards living a more happy life or a more joyous life. Positively into the world. If you are moving in the direction, if you pick someone for right now, and they're fixed in just being with you right now, they may not be able to be with you five, ten years from now, let alone five to ten minutes from now. And and in that, if, if purpose is, if this is the mission I'm on, and understanding I'm going to keep changing so I become better, then I would definitely agree. Purpose, you know, being the purpose, someone fitting into that purpose for you, I think that that's, that's right on time. But I think. The, the word we're looking for, or the notion of that's a little larger than that, is the reali realization that we are all changing individuals, either getting worse or getting better, and realizing that uh, our looks are going to fade. Can we be with them? The health of our partner and ourselves may be different. Are we willing to deal with those kind of changes? Um, life circumstances happen, as in having children, death and family. Can we deal with the changes that people go through? Can they deal with ours? Yeah, those are the that's the biggest trait that a lot of people don't realize. Long-term relationships don't work when people don't realize that I'm getting into a relationship with just not just this person today, but this person five years from now who will not be the same person. Often we say, you know, I hope my wife never changes. Right. But the reality is your wife has to change. Your husband has to change. If they stay the same, you know, they wouldn't be breathing. Um, you know, I, I make the analogy to students I teach all the time. It's impossible for you to be the same after one second because after one second you've moved. The entire earth has moved. So your perspective has changed on how you look out on the earth. And realizing that you're going to change and people you bring to your life has to either promote the change that you want or they promote a change that you don't want. That's the detriment of your, your, your relationship and, and you as an individual. So I would say change is, is having a purposeful, uh, purpose-driven life 
understanding that you're changing, and that person has to change with you, is, is, is to put a little bit more, I guess, meat on that bone. Because I think that bone is that core thing of being, have a purpose-driven life is, is at the core, but realizing that you have to change just to be in your purpose or to, to fulfill your purpose. Yes, sir. And um, in keeping in that same vein, um, what happens if, if you're a dreamer, you're a visionary, and that person doesn't necessarily see your dream and they don't necessarily see your vision? How, I mean, how do you keep an open line of communication with a person who, who may not understand who you are? And, and is it even worth it? Uh, we'll start with you, Natasha. Well, this is where I would personally call on God. <laughs> um, um, if, if this is someone that I, I, I truly love, I truly want to be with, then I cannot use my own mind and my own reasoning at that point um, because my first thought would be, no, we cannot be together. Right. <laughs> um, but I did not make myself. So that's where I would definitely lean on my God and ask for divine, you know, insight, wisdom, understanding into that matter and how I should handle it, how I should move forward. Okay. And what about you, Ray? You know, you know what, uh, we were having a very similar conversation with me and my younger sister the other day. Uh, he realizes that her boyfriend isn't, I can um, use it as fine as he hoped him to be, and even as supportive as he would hope him to be. And I immediately asked her the question: In your relationship, what had you taught him? And he immediately said, "I'm not a teacher. I'm, I'm his girlfriend, not a teacher." I said, "Well, your reactions or the way you support other individuals, the way you are um, in relationship to the, any individual who comes to you for support." If you can't support them, guess what? You've taught him that you want other people to be self-sufficient, so guess what? He wants you to be self-sufficient and be able to support yourself in the changes that you're going through or the goals that you want to accomplish. Um, in the case that you're asking, you know, how do you, if someone's not going along with what you want them to do or what the, the vision you have for yourself, the goals that you have, they're not going along with it. There's a couple things, you, you options you have. One drop them and move on because it'll go faster if they're not going they're not working and it's take too much time. But if you like to convince, you must change yourself. Um, the way you communicate your ideas, the way you treat people, the way um, we teach people to be supportive of our dreams is by supporting others' dreams. Not just our partner, but all those around us. Um, it, it takes time to to nurture that notion, or nurture that belief, because often we don't recognize the fact that we're asking for, we're contradicting what we ask for. For example, uh, my sister doesn't like the fact that uh, her boyfriend says uncouth things or, you know, off-the-cuff things to uh, people in public. But she has a tendency to say, you know, relatively snide remarks to, you know, people like her mother or to her friends. But what she's taught him is that it's okay and it's funny if we say something smart to someone I should care about. But guess what he does? He does say says the same thing, but to people he thinks are inconsequential. Okay. Now she's she, she's she's contradicting what she's acting for. She wants him to be polite and gentlemanly in public, but she wants him to laugh at the jokes that she makes that's inappropriate in front of people that she should want to be. Uh, appropriate in front of. Does that make sense to you? Yes, yes. If we want to teach people or get people on our teams to support us, we have to be that same support that we want, you know, we have to exhibit that same support that we want our mates or our partners to have for us and everyone we interact with. Right. Because we can't contradict what we're asking for and then, you know, expect different results. Right. And Leela, what what is your take on it? I agree. I just, from a personal experience, I'm speaking, um, as far as being in a relationship where the person does not appreciate me or understand me or support me, I think it's shut it down. 
I mean, just from my experience, because I'm the type of person, and I know most people are as well, you need that support from your partner. You know, you need them to agree with you. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be a total agreement that, you know, they like and love everything you do, but just being in a relationship, um, you need to have that peace in that union, you know, how can two walk together unless they agree? And I'm not just talking about spiritual. I'm talking about anything and everything. Um, I believe that the relationship should be reevaluated on whether that's a good good goal for you. Okay. Um, how do you leave someone, the question I have, somebody said this question to me, how do you leave someone that you care strongly for but you know that person's not good for you? How well, uh, uh, who wants to go first on that one? I'll, I'll answer it. Well, I'll okay. give my personal opinion. Um, a lot of times when we enter into relationships, um, we fall hard. Me as a woman, you know, I was just thinking about today how a lot of times we're so accepting of the other individual, even the flaws, when you're hungry or desiring to be in a relationship. Um, you may be willing to give up things that you were not necessarily willing to give up 10 years ago, 10 minutes ago, 10 months ago. Um and when you know that the relationship is not right or that's not the type of person that you desire and you have a hard time, you know, stepping away, I would uh, recognize that as a problem. I would recognize that, you know, you're putting that person before yourself. Because if you know what you desire and don't desire and you yet choose to stay, either you have a soul tie or you need to reevaluate your um, value of yourself. Natasha? Um, you know what, I definitely agree with uh, Leela. I actually just got out of a relationship earlier this year um, where it was hard for me to get out of. Um, I did have to do a lot of soul searching. Um, the one thing that I did, going back to my previous comment, it was just being honest with myself um, and really recognizing the signs that I already knew existed, um, saying to myself, you know what, this happened in the beginning, this happened in the middle, and this is still happening. Why am I still dealing with it? Why am I still carrying those weights? Got to go. So, I mean, it, it was not that easy. It really was a process of convincing myself and speaking with others and getting encouragement and knowing that I am making the right decision for myself, even though I knew I was but actually letting go was the hard part. Um, did it, but that was the process, being honest. Okay. And, Ray, uh, what is your take on it? You know what? Um, the hardest thing to do uh, is look at it from the perspective of being in the relationship. Yeah, I thought the relationship is so easy for us to make, say what you should do. So I have to be honest. I can tell you what you should do. But I can tell you that I haven't followed my advice too many times. But uh, <laughs> at the same time, um, the easiest role for, for once you recognize that something isn't working, have the notion of fact or let the person know, be honest. I want you to be happy and I want you to be loved by someone that you deserve to be loved by. Even if it's their fault and the reason why the relationship is working, you have to let them have that. Because in doing that, you are becoming or receiving what you're putting out. Um, too often, people won't let things go and, and need closure, need to you know understand why they won't love me the way I want them to love me, or understand why are they cheating on me, and try to make things right. Sometimes we just got to realize we don't need to know why. We just need to recognize it isn't working, and if we deserve better, they do too. Let them have it. Tell them, you know what, I believe you deserve better than me, and I hate the fact that I feel as if I'm holding you back. Because in reality, you're talking to yourself. Because as I said before, every relationship you have, every interaction you have is a reflection on who you are or what's inside of you right now. So if you can let them have it, guess what? You get it too. Right. Right. So, how do you? Um, I guess the same is the question. The same vein. How do you have a situation where one partner feels that you're their soulmate, but you don't feel the same way? Uh, we'll start with you, Natasha. 
you know what, going back to Ray, um, he's had some excellent comments. Um, let him have it. You cannot get to the individual that is for you unless you're willing to open your hands and release it. It's easier to open your hands and release it than letting God, instead of making God force it out of you, let it go. You know, Leela? Okay, can you repeat the question? You you said that if... How, how do you have a situation where one partner feels that you're their soulmate, but you don't feel the same way? I believe in walking in honesty, just from learning from my mistakes. I mean, we have to, in relationships, because it can be so dangerous to play with someone's emotions and someone's feelings. I just believe in being honest throughout the relationship on and open, you know, continually reinforcing how you feel about that individual so they won't be misled. So if they do feel like, you know, and, and communicating, because if a person is way ahead of you in the relationship, there's a problem. Somebody failed to communicate because you shouldn't be on, you know, you're my wife when we just met yesterday. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Right. We should have an understanding on where we are in the relationship. There should always be a continual, transparent, and open communication. So there, wa- there won't be any confusion on, okay, um, I feel like you're my soulmate, you know, because that can be very uncomfortable for a person who does not feel that way. I've, this, I was just telling one of my friends this year, I have a couple friends that have told me, you know, I believe you're my wife, and I don't feel that way. I don't agree. And how do I tell that person that? I tell that person I don't agree. I smile, and, I, you know, I, I remain, you know, kind. I say it in kindness and love, but, you know, that can be very dangerous. Right, right. And, and Ray? You know, sometimes you're going to say you don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you what I've gone through and I'll tell you my experience. But I don't know what would be the absolute perfect answer. Because uh, as the ladies have said, um, and as I noted earlier, people are always going to change. Um, and at the beginning of relationships, I've met people. I thought that, oh, you know what, this is love at first sight. I think we, we're meant to be with each other. And, and the feeling was mutual. Two or three months later, I met the family and realized that, you know what, you're a nice person. I hate to say that, but <laughs> that's the kind of feeling or when you realize you actually learn who the person is or see that person go through different situations. Um, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, but at the same time, dealing with it, um, I think these ladies make excellent points. Be honest. Communicate where you're at at all times. Let them know. And word and deed, that's a very important part. Because we say things that we mean and we say what we think, but our actions say different things. So right. live life. If you're not the soulmate, say it and don't act like uh, it. It's, it's, and not to say that, you know, don't be yourself. But if you don't see this as a relationship moving forward to we're going to get married one day, you know, ladies and gentlemen, don't go – play house. Right. Because you may end up with a baby and and now, granted, you don't want to be there. You're obligated to not only take care of the child, but you have a relationship with this person, whether you're going to be cordial or not. So it's important not just to communicate it with your words, but in your deeds. Everything you do needs to exude the fact that this is what I'm saying, this is what I mean. Like I went back to say before with my younger sister, don't contradict what you say you want with how you think or how you act. Because if your actions, your thoughts, and your words don't match up, people say very confused uh, message. So, and, and, and I've had to learn that because uh, the young lady says it, it could be dangerous if you lead, you know, lead down that road or go down that road. Uh, yeah, I've been talked before. <laughs> right, yeah. They, yeah. Even, not, even not to make a joke of it and make light of it, uh, but not realizing that my actions, didn't follow along with what I was saying. So I'm, I'm telling her, no, that's not something that's realistic. Her realizing yeah, I'm a good person, and I'm treating her nice. And I wonder if it's not nice, but always I allowed it to look like a relationship. We hung out as if it's a relationship. We, we stayed with each other. With our, our company just exuded. They must be in a relationship. They make a cute couple. Everybody continually kept saying that. The reality is, if this is not the road I want to go down, and I recognize this from the beginning or the onset. I can't just say it because my actions contradict it. 
I can't tell you I have a perfect answer because I made the mistake going right. down that road the wrong way. And, and what I've realized is you, your actions, your thoughts, your what you say all have to coincide with the same message if that's what you want to tell them. Okay. And, uh, people, we're going to um, – panelists, we're going we're gonna to have one last question here. And then we're going to uh, segue. I have a, a special guest who's online waiting. He's been listening to the whole um, dialogue and to the whole forum. And he's going to—he's got some dynamic things he wants to talk about. Um, so we're going to, I'm going to take one more question from him, but I want you all to stay online because we're going to have uh, our special guest come in in a second. Um, and this is going to be the, the uh, last question. Um, now we know this is that I'm a—I'm uh, a—I'm a minister also. <laughs> so this question, you know, is going to be a little risque, but. Does sex before marriage affect a relationship, and how does it? And I'll start with um, Leela. Okay. I would say that it does. Because when you are, when you have a relationship, a sexual relationship with someone before you get married, you confuse things. Right. You complicate things. You have now entered into a bond or an agreement or a covenant, if you will, with that person. Um, your your soul has been tied together with that person. Um, you now have become one with that person. So emotionally, you get it twisted. Um, I myself played that game and was twisted. You know, it complicated things a great deal. You know, we were not married. We played the married, conveniently played the married game. But when it was more convenient not to play it, you know, and be selfish, you know, the tables turn. So it does complicate things. It's dangerous mentally, emotionally, and physically. Natasha. Um, definitely agree with Leela. It does create that soul tie um, because you literally bind yourself to someone else. Um, unfortunately, you don't you don't see it initially, but... You know, you, you do. You play the, the, the wife, the husband, whatever role. You subconsciously place yourself in that role, and you, you do everything that you want to do, but when your expectations are not being met, you wonder why. I think it just it clouds your mind. It clouds your judgment. Um, it, it's just, un, unfortunately, it's just unhealthy before marriage. And, Ray, what, what is your take on it? Man, my, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm uh, uh, not a minister, so I, and, and Miles knows me from a younger days. So I, I was a little bit of a with guys called player. Yes. Not anymore. Girlfriend, be in tr- I'd be in trouble if I didn't say it, that anymore. But uh, I, I have to be realistic. Um, I'm a teacher, and I work with kids all the time. And tell kids, no, don't have sex before you get married. It's uh, not a good idea. It's something I do all the time. But now the reality is I have to recognize the fact that kids as young as 12, 13 years old are having sex. Meaning anyone in a relationship out in the world is, is could be potentially having sex. So can I say it, it, it's something you cannot do and I'd be contradicting what I do. But at the same time, does it cause conflict in creating a sustainable relationship? Yes, it does. And the reality is, if we want to create sustainable relationships, we have to be very mature about the fact that we know exactly what we're getting ourselves into once we get up in bed with someone. We have to be exactly clear before we do it. Just because of the attraction is there, we need to be paying closer attention to the fact that, okay, is this a person that I could possibly be tied to for at least 18 years financially because he's got to pay child Am I willing to be tied with this person or have some kind of medical documentation with this person because they gave me something? It's something that I don't think we're mature about, uh, let alone can we, you know, begin relationships with or without having sex. I, I think I think we need to back up off that question. I think the question is so it, – it, it's, it's a touchy one for me because, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely be contradicting my own actions if I said absolutely you should not. But at the same time, a more a more practical spirituality of, of 
realize that there is a definite connection or bonded between two people once they have sex. Even if it's that, that one late night after bar hookup. People need to be aware of these things. But at the same time, um, it's important to be more mature about the the act of actually having sex is is not just the fact. I mean, because people do it because it feels good. It's nothing to deny about that. And the reason why. And Ray, know, I, Ray, I'm a I'm I'm gonna have to cut you off at that moment. But that was a dynamic point, and I'm gonna bring I'm gonna come back to that later. We got so we got to move forward in the show. Um, uh, panelists, I appreciate you for what you've done. I think that the the audience is gonna love, you know, the tools you've presented to them. But I want you guys all to hold on because I got a a, a special guest. Online, who's coming on, and I want everybody to hold on. And we're going to, um, I'm going to, we're going to talk to him now. One second, people. Um, our next guest is, um, I, I, I can't, I don't know how to describe our next guest. He's a, a phenomenal individual. He's a, um, he's also um, a, a, an author. He, um, he's known by many as the people's doctor. He's um, a relationship expert who has gained. Um, his doctorate degree from the University of Michigan. He's also uh, been seen on MTV's Made. Um, and he's a, a, just a phenomenal guy. Uh, I'd like to introduce to you all today Dr. Algerman Tart. Dr. Tart, are you there? Yes, sir. Go Hi. blue. Yes, sir. <laughs> Fellow Wolverine here. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I heard a couple on the line as well, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Sir, it is an absolute honor to have you on here. Um, I know you've been listening to the entire show, um, and I know you've been raring to go. You, I, what I didn't tell the people is that you're the author of the book called The uh, The Ring Formula, uh, and it's a book geared towards um, getting women ready to, to be, a, I guess, to find Mr. Right. Um, could you describe in better detail um, that book for us? Well, Miles, I mean, yeah, it's called The Ring Formula, How to Marry Mr. Right. And I wrote the book because I kept having so many dialogues with awesome women who didn't know how to really date towards marriage. And the funny thing is they thought they were doing it right, and then they sit down and talk to a man about it, and they realize, man, we think completely different from other men, especially when we start talking about marriage. Right. And, you know, as men, we don't necessarily communicate what we're looking for. We just kind of keep things in our head, and we don't actually share with someone while we're dating what they did wrong. So I decided to write a manual because I got tired of hearing all the hype about there are no eligible black men out here, or we want to be serial daters, or we don't believe in monogamy. You know, and I said, I don't, I, don't, I don't see the same thing. I'm just, I see something different. I see a lot of sisters not really understanding brothers, and I want to do something on a positive tip to at least advance that conversation. Okay. So in, in being a, a, an expert on that subject now, what do you think is a key to maintaining a healthy relationship? Oh, absolutely. Positively, it is positive. It's one, it's friendship. It has nothing to do with looks. It has nothing to do with communication. You know, it's more about friendship. And the reason I say that is because the research shows by a guy by the name of Don, Dr. John Gottman that what keeps couples together is the quality of friendship. It's not how well they communicate, because we all know couples that communicate terribly and somehow they stay together 30 and 40 years you know but they're friends and if you don't live with someone and commit to someone over the lifetime only way i could see that happening is with a friend so Mm -hmm. if you think about your best friend for life i don't i don't know if it's ray he says you all go way way back you know i guess i can use you each one of you to blackmail the other if i need right right (laughs) you know it would take a whole lot for you to fall out with ray even though you all may have major differences right you know, and the same thing for Natasha and Leela that were online is that, you know, they have friends from way back in the day, as do I. And we're different as night and day, but we're still friends to this day, and we're looking for the same thing in a partner. Wow. So I guess let's let's go back for, for one thing then. Let's say you have a person who's been hurt, and they've been hurt bad. They've been hurt really, really bad, and they're trying to, to go forward into a relationship. And, you know, sometimes they, they don't trust another person. How can they get past that issue to build that friendship? You know, Miles, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think that they can. Wow. It's only one way. Because I think that what happens, especially with helpers, there's 
There's helpers and there's people that need to be helped. And people that need to be helped often attract helpers. And sometimes we go overboard in trying to be their everything and be their self-esteem and be their confidence and show them, hey, I'm going to be that man that you can trust. And you end up doing too much work, and then the relationship just falls apart because we need love as well. Right. What, what I recommend is that they have to have a relationship with God, a personal relationship. I don't mean that as a catchphrase. I mean you have to be prayed up every single day. I think you need to go through some form of meditation, however you want to do it, where you're listening to God and having a, a conversation and then reading and understanding his word. That way you can actually heal and understand that sometimes God breaks you on purpose. And if you understand why you're being broken, if you're being broken from something unhealthy so that you can now link into something that's healthy, then you'll be able to accept it even though none of us like it. You know, no believer likes, I don't care how, how strong our faith is, we don't like being broken, but we have a better mindset and an understanding of why we're being broken that allows us to move and heal and, and connect with that person we're supposed to be with. Wow. So, how, Dr. Turner, how do you know if somebody is the person you're supposed to be with? That's an excellent question. I, I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. You know, everyone says it's just a feeling. <laughs> it, it just is. I can't, I can't give you anything intellectual. I think it's one of those situations where guys describe it as the one. No matter no matter how many women they da- they're dating, they always gravitate back towards this particular one. She has a certain power over him. He's afraid of losing her. Now, he may be dating multiple women, but when she decides that she is ready to leave and she's ready to pursue other options, you know, He's going to start to reevaluate his his whole life and say, wow, I've been dating for 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 years and never met someone with all the qualities. Am I going to let her walk out the door? It's just that feeling. I can't really really explain it, but I think we've all felt that at some point or another where it's just that's the one for me. Right, right. I totally understand that. So I guess in following that same question, sir, how do you know what real love is? Well, real love is, once again, it's a friendship. I like to say that love is friendship set on fire. Too often we go about looking at someone, you know, based upon superficial things. You know, I hear so many uh, talk shows and, and books out about check his or her credit. What's that have to do with love? You know, it's really about compatibility, likability, and, and you all deferring to God. This is my opinion now. You all both trying to upgrade the other person. When you walk into a relationship and you feel like you want to give uh, more than you want to receive and your partner feels the same way and you have that giving reciprocity, that's love right there. Right. That's, that's what it's all about. You can't, you can't duplicate that. Well, and I, I, I agree with you on that one, sir. I think that um, a lot of people, you know, you, you, can, you try to put – people are coming together now like a business contract, like they're building a, a business together. <laughs> And uh, I, I think that you, you negate the whole human experience when you, when you look at it so, you know, textbook like that. You have to include – if love is missing, you might as well throw it in the trash. It's nothing. You have nothing. Even if you're, you're doing – even an artist has to love what they're doing or they won't be able to, to put with it, their masterpiece onto the canvas. I think, you know, I look at it now like as, as art. You know, loving somebody is an, is an art form. You know, you know, you're paying, you're paying a masterpiece each time you hand her a gift. Each time that person, you know, hugs you, it's, it's, it's some sort of, it's, it's a masterpiece being put on the canvas. I think, you know, people forget about love. Now, I know I spoke earlier about the word purpose, and, and sir, what is your take on on purpose in a relationship? What, what do you think? Do you think that this person that you're entering in a, in a relationship with, do you think that they have to fit your divine purpose, or what is your take on that? Well, I think that God sends people to, to, to one another to upgrade each other, yes, you know, sir. To, to fulfill your purpose. And I think unless you have an idea of what it is that you want to do, you don't have to have it all planned out A through Z. Sometimes we make a mistake in that we don't have it all planned out, and so we kind of hesitate. But as long as you have enough of what you're trying to do and you meet someone that's able to sustain, upgrade, and fortify you, I think that's when you start to get that feeling and, and, and drop to your knees and say, thank you, God, for sending this perfect compliment to me. And, you, 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 I mean, you were preaching, Miles. I was sitting there taking notes. <laughs> I'm serious because it's not about superficial. It's not about, a, it's not about a business contract. 
because you found out if you if you signed a business contract about four or five six years ago, and now we're in a recession. Well, your relationship is in a recession. <laughs> I'm serious. It's not about how much money you all have. It's about sticking together for better or for worse. And so we have to make sure that we do that on a consistent basis and that, you know, our purpose is to befriend, you know, our partner, listen to them, understand them, not agree, but find a way to work it out together because now you're one. So I think you have an individual purpose, and then you as a couple have to find your purpose as a couple, whether it's parents, whether it's getting other people to connect, whether it's serving in ministry, whatever it is, finding your, your couple's purpose. And I, and I tell couples to get together and ask that. How can you combine your purposes to serve the Lord? Yeah. So I guess, this, you know, in following that same vein, how do Christian concepts influence the foundation of a relationship? Well, you know what? It's, it's very hard because, you know, I heard, I heard Brother Ray, you know, falling on the sword earlier, you know, <laughs> being honest. He was being honest. It's hard. And when and ladies come to me talking about, well, I'm having a hard time. I'm attracting men, you know, that have their stuff together. But when I start talking about my faith in the Lord, they kind of run and hide. And it, it, I admit it, it's difficult. But what I tell, I tell women is that just because we are Christians doesn't mean we have to be asexual. Sometimes we go overboard. I mean, you can kiss the brother. I mean, you can hug the brother. You can kind of give him a commercial of what it would be like once you all, you know, join in matrimony. Because we have, you have to keep men excited. Even a Christian man, he right. needs to be excited. He is a sexual being. He's been that since he's been 12, 13, you know, as Ray was telling you, which we all can agree with. Yes, you know, kids on a fast tip. It's, it's about uh, exciting him and showing that you can take care of him, but still respecting that sanctity, you know, of, of marriage. But I, I give him a, a, a quick trip. I mean, tip. I don't tell them to say until marriage. You know, I tell them to say, all right, we're going to try and do until marriage, but let's try to, to string together a series of three months in a row. And I'm trying to have work with us brothers, you know. Right. <laughs> and then after three months, the friendship should be stronger. And right. after another three three months, the friendship should be even more stronger. Right? Even, right. But right. after six months, I have a hard time of telling my mom and my boys, you know, my homegirls, I left her because she would not give in, especially if I'm talking about a wife. And then we developed six months of friendship, and she's the one. And I left her over something so simple that I knew was coming anyway. All I had to do was produce a ring. Yeah, so I tell him to try and, you know, see what happens after three to six months, and the chances are much more likely that that brother will, up, you know, abstain. Right. And, and when I tell people myself, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. You know, I am uh, what you would call a heterosexual male, which means I am straight. I mean, I like women. I, and my, I'm, I'm, I have vision, good vision in both eyes, so I know when a, a, a woman walks in the room. Okay. <laughs> so I don't sugarcoat it. I know, I know what Ray is talking about personally. We went to Michigan together for for some years, so we, you know, we knew. I know, I know. And you know, you don't lose your senses because you, you know, you make a commitment to God. It's just, you know, I know what not how not to tempt myself. I know, I like. I told somebody yesterday, I like cake. Okay, and I know if you leave a cake around me, I might bite off into the cake. It's just that simple. I know this is the same same exact principle in a relationship. I don't tempt myself. I don't get left in you know in close proximity of some, with somebody in their bedroom. That's just not that. I won't do that to myself because I know better. I know that hey, you know, I'd be if that happens, I'll be at the, at the altar tomorrow. I'm like you know, Lord, please forgive me. I did it. <laughs> but you're absolutely right, man. We must be cousins. <laughs> I think I think all men realize it the same way. I think I take it a step a step even further. I know I'll bite a, with cake as well, right. okay. But I also can fast forward and know that if it's too soon, no matter how much I talk about God, I'm gonna start acting a fool on that sister. I'm just gonna be real. Right. I'm just gonna start going through a process of like, man, see, I was doing well. I had eight months of abstinence, and here she is tempting me like I'm putting it all on her. And now, <laughs> even though I know it's irrational. I'm still I'm still giving her a percentage of the blame, if not all of it. Right. So I try to tell sisters like you know, sex is not gonna do anything. And, and here's the deal. Let me just cut to the chase. There are a lot of sisters that say, a lot of women in general, all right, that feel like, okay, I hear him talking, but the minute I put something on him, he's gonna start feeling me, and we're gonna be able to advance this relationship. And they are surprised when that backfires. Wow. Because when we, you know, sex is not something that. We think about when it comes to marriage. 
especially in today's generation, we assume every woman knows how to drop it like it's hot. We're in a sexual revolution. It's not like back in the day where there were women that were more experienced than others. Everyone, for the most part, is pretty experienced, and they can watch reality TV and and, uh, a number of other media to try and figure it out on their own. So when I tell them it's about that emotional connection, that when you're together, make sure that that man is emotionally feeling you. He's connected to your soul. He's not connected to your body. Right. That way, the next time you all connect, it's about an emotional or spiritual, in theory. Now, I know that's out of wedlock, but in theory, at least you're getting as close as you can to what I believe sex is created for, which is a spiritual connection. Wow. Well, Dr. Tart, we've had an absolute uh, great time having you here. I want you to um, give give our listeners a, like a, a word of, of, of wisdom on um, what you would suggest is a, a, a good thing to do just to, to move forward and, and be the best possible person they can be in the relationship or just as a best possible person, period, so that when they do get into a relationship, that they're, they're whole. Oh, absolutely, Miles. You know, uh, sharing, sharing faith is going to be absolutely be continue to enhance your relationship with God. If you're praying 15 minutes a day, pray 25 minutes a day. Read more of his word because once you establish a relationship with God and, and, and you establish that, that reciprocity, God loving you, you loving God, then you can take that love of God, because I believe love is God, God is love, yes. to another person. When you come at someone with that much love, how can they refuse? <laughs> the only question is compatibility. Yes, sir. So make sure you advertise you know, how awesome of a woman or a man you are. On your first date, on your second date, don't be shy about how you can upgrade a man. If a woman comes to me and talks about how she can fortify me and be my rock, Check me at the same time. Check me softly, you know, with her softness, not all this neck rolling, but, you know, a, you know, a strong <laughs> statement that she, she looks, she has them strong, the strong eyes. She didn't have to say it. I already get it. Then a brother is not going to be able to go anywhere because we can date our whole life and not find the one. And when we find that one, we're not going to let her go anywhere. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We appreciate you, Dr. Tart. And I, I, I want you to know that um, any way I can help you, um, you know anything I can do to, to be of assistance for you? I, I am I'm here for you. I, I definitely appreciate you. I, I know the audience appreciates you as well. Hey Miles, thanks for having me. On anything I can do, I hear your spirit from the beginning of the show. I heard your humility. You're a true man of God. The people feeling anything I can do at any point in time. So it's going to be mutual. We're definitely going to do, you know, uh, the Lord's work together. I just yes, want sir. to remind your listeners that they can, you know, pick up a copy of my book at my website at uh, www.drtart.com. That's D R T-A-R-T-T dot com. Sign up, and I'll send you out a, a free chapter because I want everyone to at least take a look at it because sometimes people are skeptical. Like, what's this brother talking about? Where is he coming from? Is he a Christian? Is it boring? You know, can he entertain me? Just read the first chapter, and then that's going to influence you to go ahead and pick it up. But if you want to go ahead and get the whole book right now, all right, you can get it at my website or online at Amazon.com. Just key in the ring formula and, and make a purchase. And, and before you go, sir, I also have to say I read the book, and let me tell you, the book is is worth is worth the purchase. Get the book, get the book. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Thanks, <laughs> get Mark. the book. I uh, sorry, we appreciate you. I'll see you soon. God bless. God bless you, sir. Well, I have uh, the panelists. I want each of the panelists to come back on the show, and I want you to uh, to, to give the uh, the listeners one word of advice before you, uh, you before you head out of here. Uh, we'll start with you, uh, Mr. Soon-to-be Dr. Ray Ivey. All right. Um, be happy by yourself because no one can be happy with you if you, you're not happy. And, and it's just, uh, happy just alone. And Miss Leela Pitts? I, I, with what he said, and I'll also just say be kind, be open, be transparent. And love. And our life coach, Miss Natasha Allen. Be honest with yourself. Be open to anything. Be open to every experience. Trust yourself. And I want to close it out. I'm going to say this. I believe that it's very, very important that when you're moving forward, in your life, you're moving forward in your career, you're moving forward in any way you're moving forward, that it's important that you know 
the Bible tells us know those who labor amongst us, and it's no different with your spouse. It's no different with a person that you're dating. You have to know who you're who you're amongst and get to know this person. Don't just you know, like I said, I'm going to say some something unorthodox. If you, I know people are having sex, but get to know that person before you you just start having sex with somebody. Get to know get to know who you're interacting with. Get to know who you're with because that person that you're bringing along along with you can either make or break you if you let them. And if they're wrong for you, they'll, they'll destroy you quick. So my advice is just stand strong, know who you are, be who you are, and when you know who you are and when, you, and when you're being who you're supposed to be, you're going to attract what's yours. And on that note, people, this has been a great show. This has been creating a championship standard of living. I'm your host, Miles W. Miller. I'm here to tell you each and every week, don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. God bless you. Tell somebody about this show. We'll see you next week.